the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. I can't tell if my wife is messing with me or not. She just sent me a text, forwarded me a text from uh, my dentist that I have an appointment today at two o'clock to get a tooth pulled. Now, this is all I've been talking about around the house for the last day, how much I'm dreading getting my tooth pulled. And to her, her sending me a reminder that in two hours, I'll be in a dental chair in a state of panic and discomfort. I do not think was necessary. Do not think that was necessary. But that's what's ahead of me this afternoon. So there you go. Uh, Now we were talking about, and we will continue to talk about, this effort out there to normalize the LGBTQ movement. How do we fight back against it? It can feel overwhelming. It is overwhelming because it chafes at our sensibilities, which is to say that it is the antithesis of truth. Truth, common sense, light are all things that we prize and treasure as people of faith and as conservatives. The transgender movement is demonic, satanic, uh, rooted in evil, and it is presented as normal, as enviable. And if you accept it, well, that shows how progressive you are, how advanced you are, how tolerant you are. No. I gave you the Dylan Mulvaney story and how Bud Light has embraced Dylan Mulvaney, and it doesn't matter to the woman and the executives at Bud Light because they're going to land on their feet. They're going to have no shortage of other companies that will hire them and elevate them, right? They'll get a better job if they ruin the Bud Light brand. But it's not just Bud Light, okay? It's Nike. It's a lot of other brands out there that are going more and more and more and more this direction. And the left's strategy is always to do something, push an envelope, advance an agenda. And then when you, as a conservative or as someone who's just not steeped in error, says, hey, What are you doing? I don't like that. That's nonsense. What do you mean Dylan Mulvaney's a woman? No, I'm not going to celebrate 365 days of Dylan Mulvaney as a woman. No, I don't like it, Hershey's, that you put a trans woman, which is a man, on your candy bar. When you notice, when you object, when you call attention to it, they go, oh, first of all, they say, well, we're not doing that. And then you say, well, sure you are. Look. And then they say, well, why do you care? Why do you care? Uh, you shouldn't even care. What are you, a bigot? The underlying nature of this is obvious. In this quote in Time magazine from Sarah Kate Ellis, president of the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation, also known as GLAD. GLAD is one of the worst organizations out there. 
So she epitomizes this strategy of the left right in this quote. She says, including the LGBTQ community in marketing is nothing new. But what is new is the extreme right wing polarization of a company's creative and business decisions. See, it's not new. We've been doing it for like 40 years. And you're just now noticing and you're objecting. So that's what's new. No, no, actually, no, that's not what's new. What's new is you incorporating crazy people, mentally ill people like Dylan Mulvaney into ads for Nike, whose brand endorsers used to be Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, LeBron James. Dylan Mulvaney has nothing in common with these people. Nothing. They're not members of the same marginalized community, much though I know that's the card you would like to play because Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Tiger Woods are not marginalized and never were in their careers. You want to say Jackie Robinson was? That I'll listen to. Not Michael Jordan, not Tiger Woods, not LeBron James. Here's more of the nonsense from the lady from GLAD. Companies will not end the standard business practice of including diverse people in ads and marketing because of a small number of loud, fringe, anti-LGBTQ activists and the noise they make on social media. Well, I wouldn't bet on that, glad lady. Because we in the PatriotSwitch.com movement, we conservatives, the only way to fight this is to stand firm, Ephesians 6.10, and say no, no. Not having it. Not going to patronize your brand. Not going to buy Nike. Not going to buy Olay. Not going to buy Tampax. Not going to buy Hershey's. Not going to buy Bud Light. If you insist on cramming your woke crap down our throats and telling us not only to tolerate it, because, oh, we're way past that. We're way past accommodate us. We're way past tolerate us. We're even way past celebrate us. We're now into indoctrinate us. Indoctrinate us into your culture. Indoctrinate us into your classrooms. Indoctrinate us into your most iconic brands, your most macho brands, Nike and Bud Light. Indoctrinate us. We're just like you. No, you're not just like us. You're living in defiance of God's moral laws. And we don't want to be a party to that. And we don't want to extol it. And we don't want to elevate it. And so I hope... That is a conservative movement. We do not patronize it. But boy, you got to read the enemy to know what the strategy is. This article in Time Magazine is so chock full of lies. Queer inclusive ads can help consumers remember brands better, inspire higher priced purchases, and foster a more progressive company image. No, you know what accomplishes all that? Funny, humorous creative, clever advertising. And merchandise priced at a fair price that gives you good value for what you pay for it. All those things have typically been the ticket to a brand flourishing. But no, according to Time Magazine, queer inclusive ads help consumers remember brand names. No, you know what queer inclusive ads do? They creep out the lion's share of your consumers because they don't want to see two men kissing on camera. They don't want to see two women kissing on camera because it's not normal. Sadly, it is becoming more normal, though, because they dominate the ad spaces and the television shows as well. I don't even watch a single 
over-the-air network show because it got to the point where every single show had to have a gay character. And, of course, you know every gay character is is, is lifted up as the funniest, smartest, best person on the show. And the stupidest person on the show is who? That's right. The dad. The dad is always the stupidest person on the show. Time Magazine continues. Brands know that LGBTQ inclusion is good for business. National brands have increasingly featured trans inclusion in ads over the last several years, but it still isn't the norm. I don't know. I wouldn't wouldn't bet against it becoming the norm. They are, of course, not a fan of the Kid Rock ads of the Caitlyn Jenner comments about how dumb it was for Bud Light to embrace Dylan Mulvaney. Because they say that Dylan Mulvaney helps Bud Light authentically connect with consumers. Uh, Nope. Nope. And then they cite, this is what I love. Well, which is to say this is what I hate about the left. Some leftist, woke, full of lies organization will do a survey that puts forward 100% the agenda that that organization supports, and then say, hey, well, look, we did a study, and our study says that we're fantastic, that you ought to include us more, that we're good for America. Yeah, sorry, not buying that. Time Magazine says, a 2022 study by GLAAD found that 53% of Americans expect business leaders to be at the forefront of conversations and policy debates on LGBTQ rights. No, don't think so. Don't think so. Don't for a second believe that 53% of Americans expect the head of Bud Light to be pushing the LGBTQ agenda. Not for a second do I buy that. Not for a second is that even remotely true that more than half of America thinks Nike should have a biological man pushing sports bras. Not for a second. You can say you did a study on it. You can say that's what the study found. Either your study was flawed in its questioning or you're just flat out lying. And I would bet it's a little bit of both. GLAD's 2022 polling showed that 75% of respondents were comfortable seeing LGBTQ people in ads. Nope. For many, it was more than just feeling comfortable, but a sense of support and a reflection that companies recognize LGBTQ people and value all kinds of diversity. Nope, not if you're sitting there with your kids and your kids are going, Dad, why are two women kissing? Dad, why are two men kissing? Dad, why is that man dressed like a woman cavorting around in a way that real, authentic, athletic women never would? Why is that, Dad? And that's where, as a father, you just have to throw up your hands grab the remote and be standing at the ready with the mute button every time the game goes to commercial for fear of what your kids will see so how do we fight back with all these companies extolling more and more crazed wokeness more and more schools flying transgender flags and even when you appear to win, you lose. Uh, you remember the uh, three Democratic state legislators in the Tennessee legislature who were 
kicked out the ringleader of that actual insurrection, a Democrat by the name of Justin Jones. He's the fool who brought a bullhorn to the state legislative session last week when a bunch of screaming idiotic students were in the legislature begging the Tennessee legislature to do something in the aftermath of the school shooting at the Covenant School. Do something! Always a bad idea. What are we going to do? I don't know, but we got to do something. So Justin Jones brings a bullhorn, encourages an insurrection, gets kicked out of the Tennessee legislature, along with another legislator, and then a woman, and they go on Good Morning America to further their own individual brands and to further the media narrative that, oh, look, look, you expressed an opinion in a Tennessee legislature and they kicked you out. Did any media entities complain when Jim Jordan was not allowed to be on the January 6th committee when Nancy Pelosi said, no, 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 I will name the minority members of the January 6th commission. That's a violation of House norms. But, of course, the media wasn't offended. But they're highly offended when Justin Jones and another Malcolm X wannabe who gave a sermon in a church in Nashville over the weekend saying that Jesus was a black woman. (laughs) Well, guess what yesterday? You say, well, thankfully we got rid of those two idiots. Nope. Justin Jones is back. The Nashville Metropolitan Council voted yesterday to return Justin Jones to the state legislature. So he just got expelled. He just got kicked out, which should be a signal to the people who put him there that, hey, this guy can't observe the norms of the Tennessee legislature. Send us someone else. No, they're sending him right back in. So even when you win, you lose. So how do we fight back? What do we do? Well, if you live your life with faith as a cornerstone, the guiding principle of your life, You have to do it in such a way, you have to fight back in such a way that does not conflict with the way Christ calls you to live. So I was interested to see this particular story from the center square. A group of pastors recently gathered in Washington, D.C. and made national news for singing hymns in the U.S. Capitol Rotunda. It's all part of a movement among Christian leaders who are trying to recruit other Christian leaders to help America get back to its original founding using their faith prism to impact the political landscape. Eighty pastors, 80, were part of this group that sang in the Capitol Rotunda. The lead pastor among them is a guy from South Carolina named Chad Conley, who says his mission is to educate and mobilize faith leaders to leverage their influence and impact within the political arena. Now, if you remember fondly the days of Ronald Reagan, you remember that Ronald Reagan was aligned with Jerry Falwell, Ralph Reed, and the moral majority. There are a lot of parallels between where we are now in our country and where we were then. Reagan was elected in the aftermath of the worst inflation in 40 years. I certainly hope 
We are on the cusp of the election of a Republican president in 2024 to dig us out of the worst inflation since the feckless stewardship of our economy and everything else by Jimmy Carter. And Joe Biden is the worst president since Jimmy Carter. And in fact, he's worse than Carter because Joe Biden is not only inept, he's evil. So I see a lot of parallels between Reagan aligning with the moral majority and the necessity for our next president to similarly align with people of faith And do I find that to be in conflict at all with the Great Commission? No, I don't. In fact, I think that the only true healing for our country is a devotion to growing believers, authentic believers in Jesus Christ who want to live their life according to biblical truth. And if we have the power and the muscle and the approval of a authentic, Bible-believing U.S. president like we did with Ronald Reagan, there is no telling what we could accomplish. So Chad Conley is a pastor now, but he's a former chair of the Republican Party in South Carolina, and he is the first-ever National Director of Faith Engagement for the Republican National Committee. How much you want to bet the Democratic National Committee does not have a National Director of Faith Engagement? I'm sure they have a national director of LGBTQ engagement, but not of faith engagement. So Chad Connolly had that position. He left that position in 2017. He said, when I realized the new leadership wasn't going to have an authentic evangelical outreach. Since then, he's been to 43 states. He's met with 80,000 pastors, encouraging them to get involved in the public square. In the last two years, He says they've registered over 2 million evangelical voters. Here's his quote. It's not political to register people to vote. It's spiritual. How can you be salt and light if you're not engaging the culture and voting for biblical values? Now, the interesting part of this is, is one of the pastors who's deeply involved in this is from the Dayton area. Josiah Kagan, pastor of Grace Baptist Church in Kettering, tells the Center Square that he went along with to Washington, D.C. with Chad Connolly's group, and he said it was powerful to hear the stories of how God touched history. He said, it leads me to believe that pastors were engaged in the founding of our country and that they were also signers of the Bill of Rights. The reason we have freedom of religion today is because we had men of faith who were politicians founding our country. I cannot underscore enough, says Josiah Kagan, pastor of Grace Baptist Church in Kettering. I cannot underscore how much pastors influence the founding documents of our country. And that we need to get back to that today. Totally true. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.